We're live. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the AYA Outdoors Podcast. This is episode two, take two. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but nonetheless, uh, I have a guest here with me, um, a good friend of mine, been friends for, how long have we been friends for, like 10 years? Well, so, uh, uh, maybe not quite that long. I've known you for a while, just didn't really become friends till I was like, what, yeah. high school? Nah, uh, I mean, we late, were late middle school. Yeah, because we were friends. I mean, me and Blake didn't really get close until like late middle school. And yeah. you're two years behind us. So that brings back some some great stories we might have to get into. Yeah, there's one that we can't tell, and that involves my cousin and a birthday party. I don't think I've heard that one. Oh, you, you were the story. You were the story. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we can't yeah. talk about that. We're not going to talk about that one. But. I don't, I don't, I don't. Remember the truth to that story, but yeah. they'll say it happened. It happened. Hey, it happened. Anyway, um, this is Christian Sayers. He is a, uh, a again a good friend of mine, and um, we recorded this podcast Saturday. And my dumb self, still trying to figure out how to work all this technology, somehow saved it wrong, and it did not uh, save right. Can't get the file to save right. Anyway, we're redoing it again. <clears throat> on a Monday afternoon here, um, and I'm going to have it uploaded the same same night for everybody. So um, thanks for joining me again. Um, and that, you know, the other other episode will be in Long Lost Files. Maybe it will resurface one day, you know, when we're both famous and have boatloads of money or something. Pull it but out of the vault. Yeah, yeah, we'll pull it out of the vault, vault for old time's sake. So um, something that I've thought about starting um, on the podcast, kind of like a – I wouldn't say a segment, but like a a part that I want to do with everybody that I have on the show is um, ask them a couple questions about, uh, you know, kind of what, you know, if, if someone says your name, what I think of whenever, you know, someone talks about you. And for me, to you, that's guns and knives and stuff like that. And uh, not just any guns or any knives, normally old guns, old knives, and um so my question for you today, the fun fact of the guest, is if you could pick any gun to go and buy right now or to be given to you for free, no matter what it is, any gun, you can only pick one, what would that be? That, that would probably be, I mean, there's a lot, but the one that I would I would just go buy right now, if I could find one. Yeah. It's probably going to be a, a, a C96 Mauser. They call it the broom okay. handle pistol. It, yeah. It's like Han Solo's blaster. That's what it's modeled after. His blaster is modeled after that gun. Hmm. And uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Star Wars fact for any of you Star Wars fans. And out I there. am not a Star Wars guy. I just know that because of... Because of the gun. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with... Uh, it's like a, uh, a Resident Evil gun or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, my uh, my next guest, who is also my boss, will be glad to hear that fact of Star Wars. So he's a he's a big Star Wars guy. So, well, that's pretty cool. I uh, I'm definitely a a little bit of a gun nut myself. I'm more into the newer style, you know, ARs and stuff like that. I know we've talked before. You own a AR and and you shot them and you know stuff like that but what really you know gets you going is is those older style i know you're a big world war ii guy so uh a lot of those older style guns i know you've got what's the one you've got like three of and just different I got, styles i got four mosin the guns okay 
But but to put it into perspective of how much I like older guns, mm-hmm. I had I had a uh, a Marlin forty five long Colt with an octagon barrel. Yeah. I was selling it. Didn't fit the collection. Wasn't my thing. I bought it because my buddy Jack, you know him, he bought a oh lever yeah. action. His dad bought a lever action. So I'm like, why not? I'll just buy the one to go with it. Yeah. So we all bought it. We all bought one. Then, yeah, it's not my thing. Take it up to Yellow River Outfitters, which great place. You should go buy stuff from there. Yep. If you're ever in the Lower Hill, Crestview, Baker, Defuniac, Panhandle of Florida area, stop by Yellow River. They go have, see John. Yep. Go see John. If you're lucky, you might see Covan in there. Um, Covan's going to be on the show as well at the end of October. So um, he'll be able to give some more insight on it. But, yeah, side note, Yellow River is awesome. They do a lot of deals. Um, If you find a gun for X amount of dollars, they normally can sell it for X amount less. So they will work with you tenfold and are also just great people. I like to just go there and chit-chat. John's making long-time customers not not the one-time sale. Yeah, yeah. He's not worried about making a million off of you once. He wants to make a thousand twenty times. Right. If you know, if that makes sense to everybody. So. But back on topic, what, what was I talking about? I don't know. Old guns. Old guns. So that that lever action took it yep. up there for sale. There's a guy that comes in there, Peacock, really cool dude. He wanted it, and he had the AR that I have was his. Okay. So we we worked something out. And uh, at first, he was trying to just give me the AR, you know, trade. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty much not interested at all. Hmm. And then uh, he was talking to John. He's like, I can't believe he don't want that. Like, yeah. that's a good deal. And then John's, John was like, man, that's just it's not his thing. He don't. Yeah. He's like, you throw that SKS in, he'll probably, probably do the deal. Bingo. And I overheard the conversation, so a couple minutes later, he walks over. What if what if I throw in says KS? All right, you got a deal. Bingo, sold. Yeah, that's uh. <clears throat> yeah, I wish somebody would trade me a lever action for an AR, like a nice one. I I had one, and it was nice. It was fun to shoot. Just old thirty thirty Marlin. Um, it was post stamp and had a safety and everything, so it wasn't you know one of their high end old school ones, but uh. It was a fun little gun. Took it on a couple camping trips and shot it. I had some fun with it, but uh, ended up trading it to a buddy of mine for some gear for a boat, like just an oar and uh, I think four life jackets, one of which is like that super fancy you pull it and it inflates. So that's like a $180 life vest, and I think I paid – actually, I didn't pay anything for that gun. I traded a guy some uh, – Oh, what I trade him? I think I traded him a set of uh, HVAC gauges, like digital gauges to read refrigerant. So I was getting out of the field, and I was like, you know what? I like that gun. I want it. And you need gauges. I'll trade you. And he was like, okay, cool. He he doesn't shoot. He lives in town, so he doesn't ever get a chance to shoot anyway. So we made that happen. But but yeah, it's a it's a three hundred blackout, isn't it? Somebody say yes, yes, some somebody say something on TikTok. You're going to get the Crocs Clog Echo. What? What does that mean? I don't. You're going to get the Crocs Clog Echoes. Is that like their new boots? That must be their new boots. Probably, yep. dude. I love boots and I love Crocs, so it's like two of the uh, you know favorite things. I know a lot of people talk crap about Crocs, but big Croc guy. You know, you're running late or you just need to get out of the house quick or, you know, you come to do a podcast on a Monday night, just throw the old Crocs on. 
you know. Cover your feet up a little bit, but also let them breathe, you know. Feet get hot. Same thing with hey dudes. Oh, dude, I love hey dudes. Comfortable. Uh, I've got at least eight pairs, I think. I got one pair. That's it? Yep. Those are rookie for the, long, for the longest time, I wouldn't wear them because like, those things are ugly. I'm not wearing them. Yeah, and then you put some on, and you're like, and it's like walking on heaven. Then I was in that moment where like, oh, I, I don't have any shoes. Mm-hmm. I want to put my boots on or tennis shoes on. Can't find my Crocs. So I was like, hey, dudes, it is. I finally pulled them out of the box. Somebody bought them for you, and you still didn't wear them? Christmas present, man. That is rude. That's probably your wonderful grandmother who bought this for you. My mom. Oh, even worse, man. But now I've got a. I think I've got like eight or nine pair of them, all different colors, combos. My favorite ones right now are my Bottomlands ones. I just got those. Mom got those for me for my birthday, early birthday present. I had buddies getting them, and I was like, nope, I need those before my birthday. So, but. No, it's not the new Crocs. Look it up. The Echoes. Dude, I how am I supposed to look it up when my phone is live and his phone is watching the live so we can see what people are commenting? Because I can't see that far. People, man. I'll look it up after the show. That'll work. But but to get back on topic, yeah. No, uh, John, they're, they're super good people up at Yellow River, and um, they do a lot of selling for other people trading for other people um and uh you actually you killed a, a deer last year with that 300 didn't you yep a buck what too wasn't it? opening day lucky i didn't kill it deck i don't know if i killed anything last year bought a three thousand dollar bow and didn't even kill none with it it's like jack he bought that two thousand dollar bow mm-hmm. he went hunting though he did but you know there's no luck. There's a difference in hunting and killing. Right. You know, that's why they call it hunting, because you ain't always killing. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, nonetheless, I still just like going, you know. I'm not, uh. Go sit in the woods. Yeah, I don't have to kill anything, you know. The the time that I get to spend in the woods is is just, uh, you know, that's, that's my time by myself, talk to God, you know. I'm not, a, uh, you know, I go to church every Wednesday night, but uh, I'm not every Sunday in the front pew, nothing like that. Wish I was. I wish I was a, a lot more on the going to church, but uh, just my time to really, you know, connect with with God is when I'm sitting 20 foot up in a tree and it's, you know, 40 degrees and I'm shivering to death and there's squirrels running around or something. You know, that's that's my ideal church right there. That's where that's where I get get. With I mean, them. nothing beats it. You're out there before daylight. You watch the sun come up. You just you hear nature come alive. Yeah, and it. It's so crazy that, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but, like, right when daylight cracks, it gets colder for, like, five minutes, and then it starts warming back up. Mm -hmm. It is the weirdest thing. I don't know why it does that, you know, but, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it it is awesome to just be sitting there. One, you walk in, and it's pitch black, and you don't, you know. Pitch black. There's no, no noise, no sound, and then, you know, you start seeing the tree line. Just kind of start appearing out and, and birds start waking up birds you start hearing birds and see the squirrels running out there eating corn which i hate squirrels but it's nice to hear them a little bit <clears throat> but man it is crazy that a one pound furry animal can sound like a full-blown deer running through the woods you know same thing with an armadillo oh man armadillos and possums will mess you up a raccoon 
not so much because raccoons are normally pretty quick. They're like you hear them and then you see them like they're they're moving. Where an armadillo is just sitting there like rooting around, you know, looking for bugs and stuff. And you know, you'll be sitting there in the tree and you can't see it. It's back behind you and you're just sitting there, you know, still as can be because you're ready for a deer to come out. Twenty minutes pass, you finally you're like, you know what? Screw it. If if I'm gonna spook them, I'm gonna spook them. But I'm finding out what this is. And you turn around, there's an armadillo twenty feet behind you, just you know, just middling around. And uh, you almost want to shoot it, but then you don't want to booger up your hunt, and you know. But with a bow, at least you can silently take them out, sort of. So, I've taken out quite a few possums and raccoons while deer hunting. I actually lost an arrow one time. I uh, had two come out to the feeder, and uh, one of them, one of them, I shot and like stuck it to the ground under the feeder. The other one ran up a tree next to me. I got another arrow and. I was on it, on it, on it, and as soon as I squeezed the trigger, I guess I pulled up a little bit, and I shot right over its head, and I stuck an arrow clean into an oak tree. Only thing I got off that arrow was my knock, because it popped out. But other than that, that arrow is still in that tree to this day. That was probably eight years ago, give or take. So, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, y'all got how many acres do y'all hunt on over there? At my granddad's, he's got 100 acres. Yeah. And then behind the house, we got 16. Okay. Where'd you, where'd you kill that deer? Behind your grandpa's? Or? Yeah. Okay. Very, very back. Yeah. Down at the bottom of the pasture. I also found something else out one morning walking to uh, the shooting house. I got to move it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they see you they're, or something, don't they're they? They're bedding in the back left-hand corner of, of the, the field. Of the field. And I found that out walking up one one morning, having a flashlight. All I see is like four sets of eyes. Mm. It's deer. Mm. So that's why I quit seeing it because I started bedding in the back quarter of the field. And the shooting house, you you come through the gate and you go downhill and it comes back up mm. just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the shooting house is up to the left underneath an oak tree on the on the fence line. Okay. So I kind of have to walk to the middle. So, mm. they see me. Every, they were seeing me every morning because I was. I saw stuff the first week, and then every time I went after that, I didn't see anything. Nothing. Yeah. Until and I found that out towards the end of the season. Yeah, and sometimes it's tough to figure out that they're busting you early in the morning because a lot of times they won't. You know, normally you bust a deer, they're going to blow and wheeze and do everything running off, make a lot of noise. But if you bust them out of a bed like that, especially if they don't know what you are, you know, if it's pitch black and they just see something moving that they don't like. They're not necessarily going to blow and run off, you know. They're just going to go off and not come back for a while, you know. So it's a. Uh, I've always heard too. I know a guy told me one time that whenever he's like walking through the woods, going to a stand, that he'll he carries a turkey call in his mouth, he keeps a mouth call, and while he's walking through, he's just just barely, you know, clucking, purring, doing any any little turkey call. As he's walking through, that way the deer don't think that it's, you know, something big, you know. Now, if they directly see you, then, you know, that's out of the picture. But, you know, deer, you know, will are, are a little bit more curious than most animals. So, if, if as long as you're, you know, giving them a reason to not leave, you know, it might not be as bad. But Well, when I shot that six-point, there was two four-points out there with it. Mm-hmm. And I shot him. He dropped. Those two four-points kind of trotted a little bit. Then and then turn around and come back. They're looking at the, the six point like, dude. Yeah. Why aren't you running? What are you doing? Yeah. Get up. Come why, on. Why are you on the ground? 
Yeah, no, that's that's uh, turkeys can get like that too if you uh, if you shoot one, um, especially if it starts flopping. Turkeys are so they're so weird. You know, if you if you have like two or three gobblers in this field and you shoot one and it starts flopping, most likely those other ones are going to come jump on it, which is crazy to me. It's like you just watch your buddy get his head blown off, and you're going to come jump on him. What you know, and I to I, if anybody has the answer to that, message me. Tell me why they do that, because that is the most baffling thing, probably that can happen in front of me during during hunting. Anybody commenting over there? So your computer don't work. You might have got me on that one. I'm just scared to exit out of my recording software because I don't want it to, uh, you know, delete the. You know, the recording again. So I'll just look it up later. I feel like it he might be setting me up in a trap. Who said that again? Shane. Shane? Shane. Is his last name on there? Shane, reveal yourself, man. <coughs> but yeah. Again we're uh we're TikTok live. And uh, again, I didn't, I didn't announce this one just because we just went TikTok live Saturday doing the same thing. So, didn't really put this one out there. But I appreciate anybody that's in it and uh, is is watching, liking, commenting, sharing. Um, go like and follow myself on Facebook, um, Instagram, the whole whole nine yards. I got everything. Obviously, TikTok. You're you're there now. So give me a follow. Um, Give me any uh, suggestions on anything y'all'd like to see, people y'all'd like to see, stuff you'd like us to talk about on the show. Um, it changes weekly. I try to have a different person on here every week. Eventually, I will have it set up to have four people. Um, and so once I have the four people on here, uh, we'll be able to have some steady people. Um, I know my nephews want to get on it, so uh, one of them might be on it every time or something like that. So, uh, But, yeah, just uh, – any any feedback, any uh, suggestions on anything to do, stuff you'd like to see, YouTube videos, those will be coming soon. i got a good buddy of mine that we're going to get together and do some drone footage and stuff. So um, also very cool that I'm looking forward to. I have a good buddy of mine that plays music down in, uh, really just plays like down in Destin, Fort Walton area. Um, heck of a singer, has an amazing voice. Um he reached out and got to talking to me, just wanting some merch, whatever. Um, and we're good buddies. We turkey hunt some together. And uh, I asked him, I said, hey, I said, I know you write your own music. What do you think about writing me an intro song for my podcast? Just something simple, a verse, a chorus, that's it. You know, medium pace, nothing crazy. And he's like, heck yeah. He said, I also want to get on the podcast. I said, well, tell you what, I've got somebody scheduled for this weekend. If you can do the next weekend. We'll do it then. He said, cool, I'll have that intro done for you by then, too. So really looking forward to that, just so I've got something to, you know, start the show on. And what I'm, I'm going to overlay, like, turkey calls and duck calls and stuff on it, too. So looking forward to that. So, you know, we kind of have a little intro on it. I need to find somebody with, like, a really good, like, welcome to the EYA podcast. You know, one of those, like, really good announcer voices or something. I need to get your dad to do it. Yeah, dad, dad could probably do it. Yeah. I think dad would be interesting to have on the show. Oh, he would. Oh, yeah. Mechanic talk. You know, not as much outdoorsy, but 
It would be a I fun mean, show. I mean, I mean, not he not, is a he is a big hunter too. Oh yeah, you know. He so, I mean, he how, went, he he's went been hunting for a long time. Year. Yeah. Did he kill any last year? No. Not even a doe. Damn. It's whenever he had the chance to take a shot at one, it was like right at dark. Yeah. Didn't want to. Oh. Wasn't the best shot, or didn't want to chase it through the woods. Yeah, I, I understand that. There's a. There's a fine line in just shooting anything and everything and actually thinking it out, you know. A lot of times people don't, you know, play in all the factors like it is getting darker. I can't hardly see the vitals. If I make a bad shot, what comes next, you know. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it, and, uh, you know, I've slowly learned that over the years. You know, used to I would shoot at anything and do anything I could to get a shot off thinking that's all you had to do. But in reality, there's a, a lot of stuff that comes after the shot. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things that can, you know, one, and I've, I'm a big bow hunter, so I've lost deer. You know, I've shot them, have a great blood trail, think you're going to find the deer, and, and you just lose it. And, you know, that's part of it, you know, and I understand that. But as I get older, I'm more and more catch myself. You know, I'm ready. I've got the bow picked up, and I'm about to draw and the deer's quartering to me a little too much, or it's behind a little bit of brush. And I just have to tell myself, slow down, just wait, and make a good shot, you know. Because the last thing anybody really wants to do that's a really true core hunter is injure a deer and, and you know, end up not finding it or, uh, you know, inhumanely kill it, you know. We don't, we don't want these animals to suffer, you know, so... Um, I get where he's coming from on that. So, and and I don't like to waste a deer either. No, absolutely I, I, like not. Like, there's some people will just kill it, take it back, strap it in the ham, and throw the rest away. Yeah, and I think I either talked to you or Gavin about this, and I'm just I'm not a like you kill it, you got to eat it guy. You know, you kill a possum, you run it over your car. I'm not gonna tell you to go pick it up and eat it. Yeah, but, but if you just if you see shoot a possum, it, yeah, and decide, oh, I'm just gonna shoot it. Yeah. And it's just mine its own. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times I, like, if they're messing with our chickens or something, yeah, we're, we got to. You know, we get eggs off the chickens. They're killing the chickens. We can't get eggs, you know. And around here, that's a, a big thing is, you know, having your eggs or your farm animals or whatever. So um, if they're doing that, we normally try to get rid of them. But, uh, yeah, as far as just taking them out to take them out, like, if I see one crossing the road, I'll just, you know, swerve around it or stop, let it go by, whatever. Normally they run off, but... But if I can't miss it, I'm not swerving. No, I'm not going to wreck my vehicle for a possum. Right. You know. But, yeah, no, I don't I don't like wasting deer, like stuff like that. I'm Now, some people would see how I clean a deer and probably say I'll waste meat off of it. Just because we... <coughs> excuse me. We, uh, we're not a big, like, uh... What, what's the best, like nitpicky when it comes to cleaning deer? I've gotten a little bit more um, since I've been older, and I can, like, see the meat. And and really and truly, like, the way that we do our meat, we take it to a processor, and, I mean, they're just going to grind everything together anyway. So why does it need to be the best cuts and, and this and that? So, like, the one thing that I don't get out of a deer that <clears throat> a lot of people want to probably punch me in the face for is the tenderloin. I don't get that out. Especially in our Florida deer down here, it's about four inches of meat. Yeah, but that's that's no pun fried intended. Out, fried out, throw it on a sandwich. Oh yeah, it'd probably be really good, but oh yeah, I'm just not digging in guts to get it. 
you know. Make a clean shot. What? No, I'm talking about to get to the tenderloin. It's back there behind the guts, up, up like right at his butt, I think. Do you hang your deer and split them? No. Oh. We, so we hang ours by the head <coughs> or the horns, whatever it is. And uh, we cut a basically cut a ring around its neck in the hide, and then we take a like a box knife and we put a gutter in it, and we just run it down its back, all the way down. And uh, then we normally like hook up our like our side by side or something to it. We cut we cut it back a little bit, so when we split the back, we'll just peel it around to the front, and we cut that skin loose from it. And then on the chest, we just put a golf ball. In, in its cape and we run a rope around the golf ball we just pull pull it off cut cut the front legs when it gets down to like the joint and then cut the back legs when it gets to the joint and uh just let it swing and then from there we pretty much just uh like give it a give it a good wash and try to get as much hair off as you can um that way it's just not sitting in the ice with all the hair and then uh we uh go shoulders so i take the shoulders off first and then because uh, i mean and those are super easy you just one person grabs one one person grabs the other one and you just cut and it basically comes off it's you know just go around it yeah just go it. around that blade and, and you're done pop it off at the joint yeah and then uh cut the back straps out and then cut the hams out the hams are the hardest and i wish almost wish we did hang them by the back feet to take the hams off because and deboned them on the body, like off the body, because when that thing's hanging from our back porch, because we hang it off the just off the back porch uh, cover and uh, the carport cover, and uh, I am six four, three hundred pounds, and it is not fun to bend over for twenty minutes cutting those hams off. I still have not perfected the art of cutting that ham off. See, I've, I've actually we we hang ours by the hind legs, and, and that's then. an easy way to get the and do y'all like split it down the chest? Yeah. Uh, start from the inner thigh, split it down to the crotch, skin, or hide all the way off. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the rib cage. Obviously, split it all, split the rib cage all the way down, gut bucket. Yeah. And then mm. you can get in there with a water hose, rinse it out, clean it off. Yeah. See, we see, we I, we used to do that. Similar. We still hung them by their head or by the neck or horns, whatever. And we would split them down the chest, and we'd gut them and everything. But we got my dad got to where he just he's like that's too much dang work for a little bit of extra meat. Now if I killed like a two hundred and fifty pound, three hundred pound buck, yeah, I'd probably try to nitpick and get as much meat off of because then it'd be worth it, you know. But our little Florida deer down here, you got to kill three of them to get half the meat those big deer do, you know. It's just it's it's tough to get a lot of meat off of them down here, but. But I do know one time, me and a family friend of mine, we were hunting up in Alabama, and I killed a doe. And uh, he showed me a pretty cool way to get that tenderloin out, still cleaning it the way I do. Now, you would need a double uh, hanging system or just risk dropping the deer or getting dirty. But basically, you hang it, you clean it, you take everything off that you need to, and then you uh, you just get a hook and hook it where the hams were and you slowly let down on the head side while you're picking up the ham side and when you pick it up from the ham side you shake it and get all the guts down in its chest cavity and then you just make a little insurg- in- incision um, right where the, like the pelvis bone is 
you just make a little cut right there and you can reach in there and grab that tenderloin reach in there with your knife and cut it out that way you don't you you still don't ever have to gut them you know and you can still get it but um yeah gutting them's not fun i don't like that it doesn't bother me i know you play with crap all day yeah for anybody wondering christian's uh daily job is playing in poop Yep, so, work in the sewer department. Sewer department for the city of Crestview. That's for the city, right? It's not the county. Kaysen said, Kaysen said yo. Who's Kaysen? have no idea. What's up, Kaysen? Hey, everyone. What's up? Savannah Hood. Dude in the green. Don't know what that means, but dude in the green. I don't know if she means you or me. I got green pants on. Yeah, you got to specify. Green shirt or green pants? Yeah. What is that? That's all she said was just dude in the green? Dude in the green. If, hmm. Anyway, but I'm real. I, I get everything off that I can. Yeah, like I, I even get the neck meat. So neck meat makes great stew meat. Yes, and I've heard that. And if I kill a deer this year that's got enough on it to do a stew, I want to. Um, because I I think I did kill one deer last year. I think it was a doe. Yeah, but I did. I 100% shot one last year. Part of the reason I I get as much off as I can. I love deer jerky. Oh, and I make my own deer jerk. Me too. We got like a. I'll make it and then sit there at the dehydrator and just eat. If oh I yeah. don't catch myself, I'll sit there and just eat, eat the half of it. Yeah. So we got a all-in-one like toaster oven, dehydrator. You know, I don't, I don't know what all it does, but it dehydrates amazingly. And uh, probably one of my favorite things. And I'll have to make you some this year when I get some is duck jerky. So I just I've take. Never had that. I've, I've made turkey jerky before. Yeah. So it's not bad. Duck jerky is amazing. It's uh not gamey, which that might be because I loaded up a seasoning. But uh, it's uh I just take the breast off the ducks and slice them into like thinish strips, like I don't know, probably like quarter inch thick strips, and just lay them out. They're probably you know a few inches long. Lay them out in that dehydrator and do them for like. I want to say it's like 18 hours. Like, it's a good time. Good chunk of change. And, um, but it is, it is amazing. Same with the deer jerky. I love the deer jerky. And, uh, I'll use, uh, honestly, I'll just use backstrap most of the time. Just because I want it to be a good cut of meat. And I can thinly cut the backstrap super easy. And then everything else, I just throw in a cooler and take it and say, hey, make me some smoked sausage or cube steak or whatever. Well, if you don't obliterate it off the ribs, yeah, like below the rib cage, no. kind of. I shoot my deer in the shoulder. Into the rib cage. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying don't shoot them there. I'm saying if you don't blow that up. Yeah, yeah. The little thin flank meat you can get mm-hmm. off that. It's great jerky meat. Ooh. If you like yeah, it in yeah. long strips. I know. Slice it in long strips. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to try that because I normally, I think, I'm pretty sure if it's what I'm thinking of, I just throw it away. What you're talking about. But it does. Now that you say that, it looks perfect for jerky. Like it's it, it's so thin, and it probably only takes what a couple hours. Yeah, like that backstrap takes a long time. The be- the thing I found out the the mo the thing you need to do the most mm-hmm. get as much of the membrane off as you can. Yeah, that membrane will dry and it'll hold moisture in. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh every now and then I'll have a piece that has a lot of that membrane on the back of it, and it just does not deer heart jerky. What? Deer heart jerky. Like you take the heart and... Mm. Mm. Like people say, oh, fried deer heart. No. Deer heart jerky. I ain't eating fried deer heart, to be honest with you. There's a lot of fat on it. Yeah. 
I bet. Take a little, leave a little bit of that fat on the pieces, and mm-hmm. it soaks up a lot of the uh, like the seasoning, the seasoning and stuff. I use three. I use three things in my jerky: Worcestershire sauce, <laughs> red pepper flakes, and buffalo sauce. That sounds absolutely amazing. It's like, fantastic. That sounds really good. I uh, I have a couple different ones. I normally make three kinds. Now, when I first started, I only made one, but. It is Washer Sister Sauce, Dale's, low sodium. You got to get the low sodium. People say, no, no, you need the regular Dale's. You got to get low sodium because it has too much salt in it if you get the regular and add the, what ingredients I'm about to say after this. Washer Sister, Dale's, Creole seasoning from Tony's, old Tony Labattri's Creole seasoning, and a little bit of lemon juice. Like, a little bit, a couple squirts. What are they saying over there? Uh, somebody just added Savannah Hood, who asked, "Dude in the green." Yeah, we're trying to figure out what is, what about dude in the green? Yeah, I got a feeling she's. I don't know. She might. Well, be I'm, about bu- I'm buffering over here, so it hasn't. Oh uh, uh, snap! Yeah, we do live out in the middle of the boonies. So. Middle of nowhere, we got. Yeah. I got two bars of LTE. Hey, there you go. That should be enough to get it, maybe. I don't know. Well, it's been I don't working. know. Live live streaming and streaming uses a lot of that stuff. So, but no, uh, yeah. So a little bit of lemon juice, wash your sister sauce, Dale's, and Creole seasoning. You can use any kind of Cajun seasoning you want. They're all about the same, honestly. Like, I could taste test a few, and I could probably tell you which one's Tony's. But other than that, because I've been eating Tony's since I was like could breathe. You know, I can you know barely breathe now, probably from all the Tonys I've ate. <laughs> but um, Tonys has always been in our cabinet, seasoning cabinet. I mean, as long as I can remember, and the best thing I like to put it on is we grow a lot of potatoes every year, homegrown potatoes, and you take and just slice them. You wash them, red, you red slice potatoes. them, red potatoes. They make the best French fries. You literally take them, wash them, slice them in about I don't know. Not quite a quarter inch thick. And you just take those and throw them in a fryer and you fry them up and just make like little round potatoes. And you put some of that Creole on there. Oh my God, it'll make you want to slap your mama. And I'm not talking about the slap your mama sauce. That don't count. Tony's Creole on them things is amazing. I will say we, I did just buy some uh, Cajun two-step. The oh, uh, stale cracker. Oh, stale cracker. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Oh, stale cracker. His his two steps pretty good. Um, I think I've got the fire, so the hotter one. It's it's pretty good. Um, I think it's got a lot more. Uh, I want to say like cayenne in it almost, because um, it's got a little bit more like a uh, pepper flavor. Whereas like Tony's has got just a lot of like salt, just like f- seasoning flavor to it. And then like on the back end, it kicks you. You know, Tony's will make you cough up a lung though if you breathe that yes, stuff it in. Will. I'm talking about hack up a lung, but. But yeah, got off topic. The the that's the one duck seasoning that I use for jerky. That's also what I use to cook them on the grill. And what I do there is I cut the breast up into pieces, wrap it in bake, soak it in the seasoning, wrap it in bacon, soak it in the seasoning again, so that bacon gets it too. Throw it on the grill for like three minutes. Chef's kiss. It is amazing. Um, the other jerky that I do is a teriyaki. And literally all that is is I just take, like, great value teriyaki sauce and soak it in that. And then take and uh, 
before I put it in the dehydrator, one, just to keep it from making a mess, and two, to keep it from being like, because I don't want my jerky to be like wet, you know. I don't want no Jack Link's type jerky. Yeah, I don't want it to be like. Chewy meat. Chewy and wet on the outside. Like, I want it to like, just almost like break whenever I eat it, you know. I want to chew on it. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't want it to feel like a, a medium rare steak, you know. I want it to be well done, you know. I want it to be jerky, you know. Um, so what I do is normally I'll take in a it's, – it's a long process doing the teriyaki, but I'll normally take it and uh, – I'll normally take it and just drain it off. Like I'll, I'll hold three or four pieces in my fingers and just let it drain, kind of give it a shake. And so that does really good. If you're a teriyaki fan, if you're not a teriyaki fan, you will not like it at all because it is very teriyaki I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the last one is just peppered. And that literally, all I do with it is I soak the duck meat in salt water just to get some of the game taste out. And then um, I take and put uh, just cracked black pepper on it while it's on the rack. Put pepper on it, shove it in, and dehydrate it. Did we figure out the did we figure out the green shirt, green pants? What is it? No, but uh Tammy's tuning in. Aunt Tammy? Yeah. Harrison? Yep. What's up, Mama T? What's happening? And then we got Who else? Marissa Marissa. I'm gonna butcher this last name. Oh, Blake's watching. Oh, A A Ron Balake. What's up, buddy? Blake. Blake. Christian is Blake's brother, for anybody wondering if you missed that at the beginning of the podcast or the beginning of the live. Shelby, just Shelby, just tuning in. Just Shelby. Shelby, no last name. No, no Shelby, just Shelby. Oh, oh, Shelby. oh, oh. Oh, I know who that is. What's up, Mama Shelby? Yeah, I know who that is, too. But, uh, yeah, no, jerky has definitely become a, a must anytime I harvest any game. And uh, I'm hoping to do, so I'm going on that goose hunt early November and I'm hoping I mean obviously unless I just really suck at shooting I should bring home some goose meat but I'm going to try my dangness to make some jerky out of it and what I really want to get because I have a little meat grinder and what I really want to do is uh they make a a jerky gun Mm -hmm. and you can buy it at like Walmart or whatever and uh mix it with some of my seasonings and stuff that I use and uh put it in that tube and actually make like some strips Cause I don't know. That's this what, was. Uh, that's what my girlfriend's uh, grandma does. Is use that to she, make them. I don't know exactly what she uses, but they grind it up, season it, and it makes it into like, like the just like, the strips. Yeah, yeah, it's like those Jack Leach strips you can get. It makes them in a shape like that. Okay, okay. You talking about like the thicker ones? No, about. Like the the one with two of them in the pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. The air sealed package. Let me ask you this. I don't know if you know what these are, and I can't think of the name of them. I can't think of what brand they are. But you used to be able to buy beef jerky. There were strips in a jar, like a like a plastic tube. And I cannot remember the name of it, but we used to always keep those at the house. And I remember whenever we would have, like, get-togethers or whatever, a fire or something, and, you know, I was little. Excuse me. All I could ask Dad was, hey, let me get a couple of them. Let me get a couple of them beef jerky sticks, you know. He'd be like, well, didn't you eat one earlier? I'm like, yeah, what does that matter? You know, I'm like, let me get another one. They're so, like cracked. Oh, they are. Dude, I can, like, beef jerky is just so good. There's only a couple brands I can eat, though, like store-bought. Like, honestly, after I started making my own, I don't like store-bought anymore. But. A lot of the store-bought's just super salty. Yeah, If it's, it's like, not Jack Link's, it's super salty. 
Yeah. I will say I want to try Old Trapper. I think that's what it is. The one, <laughs> the one with the funny commercials. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The one where, like, the dude's, like, sitting over there, like, eating chips while they're hunting. Mm-hmm. And the one guy's like, hey, man, you got to eat these, you know, because it's supposed to be quiet or whatever. I want to try theirs. Theirs looks really good. But beef jerky is expensive, too. Like, a bag of Jack Links that, like. It's like 12 bucks. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm not buying that. No. Like, I don't care if that's the only thing they have to eat in that gas station. I'm not buying it. I'll go down the road. I'm not buying it. You know, it's just, I don't know. That's highway robbery. You know? It doesn't take but, you know, $4 in seasonings and effort to make beef jerky. Tate, Tate's in here. Tate who? Tate, just Tate. Just Tate. Zach Taylor. What's up, Zach? What's up, Tate? How many likes we got? 1.6. Hey, that ain't bad. We got 10,000 likes Saturday while we were live. I went back and looked at the analytics like later that night. Jack gave us 2,000 of them. Jack? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have him on here. He, let's see, he doesn't work this weekend, but I got my boss on here. Then you got the musician guy next Then I got weekend. the musician guy next weekend. His name's Kent. And, and Jack then, will be working that weekend. Yes, and then so Jack like should weeks. be off the next week. Yeah. yeah. So two weeks from this coming up Saturday. So three weeks from this past Saturday, two weeks from the coming up Saturday. Um, Episode five. Should, two, three, four. Yeah, Episode five should have Jack on it. And I asked him, I was like, hey, I was like, you ready to be on it? Because he said something about wanting to be on it when you did. And uh, I asked him, I said, you ready to be on the podcast? And he was like, uh, I don't know, man. I kind of get a, you know, I don't, I can't really talk when I'm on camera. And I was like, it's just TikTok Live and then nobody else has seen you. It's just us having a conversation pretty much, you know. And he uh, he was like, oh, I'll try. You know, I'll see what I can do. So, But it should be good. He should loosen up after a minute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Might have to get a drink in him or something. But make him take a shot or something. But. But, yeah, he's going to be on it. I've got a lot of people I want to get on it. Um, it's just a matter of I really need the the full setup. I've got a lot of stuff on the way um, to make this a four-person podcast. So, somebody comment on that? Brandon Schultz says, what's up, Jarrett? What's up, B? Yeah, he's uh, that's my buddy from Louisiana. He's he's pretty cool. Anybody else in there? No, you just got a hat and a mustache. Hey, yo, I don't know what that means, but I really don't know what any of this means. TikTok Live is a new thing to me, and uh, just trying it out. So, Just Taylor. Hey, Jarrett. What's up? I also know who that is. <laughs> so, But, yeah, so I, I want you to – I have a, a story I would like you to share with us, if if you can, if you, if you have all the details. But it involves your mother. And a okay. very large deer that didn't get shot. You know what I'm talking about? When your dad shot that 10-point and they told your mom that she had to shoot something bigger. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so my dad's old boss was Alan Ward. He used to own the Chevy dealership in Crestview. Mm-hmm. And we'd go hunt out at his place all the time. He he needed those killed. Ward's ranch, right? Yeah, that, a Ward yeah. ranch. Also, we shot some pretty nice guns out there. I can't say I've shot a Thompson submachine gun. Like a legit from 1928. Full full auto? Full auto. Mm. Hmm. Drum mag and everything. It was nice. Say hello to my little friend. And and if he handed it to you, you mag dumped it. Oh, 100%. He would get angry if you didn't. 100%. That trigger's being held until it goes click. But to to the deer story, so my dad 
shoots a 10-point, I think, in Texas. Yeah. Oh, it was in Texas? I thought it was around here. I, I, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It, I don't I don't know for sure that it was in Texas, but I, I do so remember I it not being here. Well, this guy is Texas. He used to hunt in Texas with Allen and then yeah. here. But the – continue, sorry. But so my mom's thinking like – Got to be bigger than 10. 10 point, you know, not yeah. thinking like body size. Body, antler, like – the biggest Florida deer she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's I, th- I knew it was my mom, my cousin Megan, and I, th- I think Josh was with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure. Josh is my oldest brother. Um, so there, he sets him up out there, and uh, Alan tells her, shoot something, you know, as big as my dad's. Mm-hmm. And she's not thinking body wise; she's thinking horns. Yeah, she's just thinking points. Yeah, I don't even think because the eight point I think it from a, it what everybody a, said was bigger antler wise, like measurement. If if we put tape on it, it would have measured bigger. Yeah, I th- I think so. But I think all she thought was ten points or more points. Yeah, Ma- I mean this is a massive eight point. Yeah, probably the biggest eight point to walk in Florida. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah. yeah. So it walks out, and all. All of them in that shooting house, just they're just shaking. Mm, mm. And my mom is back and forth, like, do I shoot it? Do I not shoot it? Is he going to get mad if I shoot it? It's yeah. not got more points than your dad's, you know. She ends up not shooting it. I mean, she's, like, in tears, torn between mm. whether she needs to shoot this or she's going to let it walk. Yeah. Well, needless to say, she doesn't shoot it. And when Alan comes and gets her out of the stand, when we get back, we're talking about it. He's like, well, why didn't you shoot it? And she's like, well, I thought you meant points, you know. Yeah. And to this day, it still bothers her that she didn't shoot it. Oh, a hundred percent. That would and eat then the, me and alive. the bad thing is, he had somebody else come out there hunt a and little bit later, it. and they shot it. Mm. That is somebody's mantelpiece of their house, and not y'all's. Mom was not happy. Yeah, I can imagine. But but mom mom has probably shot one of the other biggest body deer I've seen in Florida. Yeah. Nine point. She killed it at a, down at my grandparents. She went hunting two what? weeks straight. When was that? That was uh, it's co- it's a while few, ago. few years ago. Yeah. A while ago. Yeah. I was so little I don't remember it happening. Oh, dang. So, so it's been like a long time ago. So she went two weeks straight. Yeah. Didn't see anything mm. until the last day. She almost didn't go until yeah. the last day. He walks out. Boom. Drops it. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Mom's got some great deer story. So she so does. So here's another one: the river behind the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it either behind the house or the at the river behind the house when we used to lease it? Mm-hmm. Um, she shoots. I think it's a an eight point or a ten point or something like that. Yeah. She shoots this deer. She swears she hits it. And they're out, we're out there for a while looking for blood. We finally found some. We trail this deer for a couple miles till like Jesus. two in the morning. He ran down the river. Mm. He pretty, pretty much made a complete circle. Jesus. And ended up back down there at the camp on the river. Dang. Now I don't, I don't know if she shot it at the river or or where. Yeah. But it it, it pretty much. Made a big old loop. Mm. Yeah, deer, deer do some crazy stuff. That's what uh, I, I've talked to people before, and like you know, 
my dad, he shoots a, a 30 out six. A, and they a, run to water. Yes. They always are going to run downhill and run to water. That is the two things and brush. They normally, if they're going if they feel like they're going to die, they want to do it hidden too, you know. So, um, if you're hunting anywhere with terrain like hills and stuff, they're always going to go downhill. And if there's a body of water somewhere and you can't find blood, head to that water. You're liable to find them. Um, but uh, I've always like, you know, I've seen my dad shoot a deer, and we track it for like 150 yards, just following blood. I mean, good blood too, not. A speck here, and then ten more feet. We I mean, randomly like good, find a good lung blood. I'm talking about chunks. you can see the path going between the trees, you know, because we we got we this was behind the the house in those pines, and so you're in those pine rows, and you can see a good ways down it, and I mean you're just following. It looks like you took a bucket of red paint and just walked down this pine row, and this deer run 150 yards, and you get up to it, and there's a hole. The size of a quarter in the front shoulder, and there's a hole the size of a baseball in the back shoulder, and it's a, you know, 85, 90 pound doe, and you're like, how in the heck did this deer, one, did this deer run anywhere, but two, run 150 yards, you know, I will 100% put a deer up against anything else as some of the most resilient, don't want to die animals, you know. And I mean, 30 out six, it's got like. Depending on what grain it is, you're moving at like twenty eight, twenty six hundred feet per second. Yeah, Dad shoots. I, I think Dad shoots uh, one sixty fives or one sixties. You know what the funny thing is, one hundred fifty hmm. grains got more feet per second than your heavier grain. Well, yeah, that's lighter. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was, you know. Yeah, bullets are funny. They're weird. Kind like deer. Yeah, I know. I uh, I used to shoot a seven mag. Let me tell you, that will put a hole in a Florida deer. But at the same time, if you're shooting seven six two by fifty four R, the heavier grain you go, yeah, the more feet per second you get. Yeah, it's weird. If you go lighter with that, it's slower. I think a lot of it also has to do with like rifling, how the barrel's made. You know, that's a huge thing. And that's what's crazy to me is like, and no two guns shoot the same. No. And this is kind of what we talked about Saturday on the podcast. Nobody will ever hear. But, uh, <laughs> like, and, and I, I just thought about this. Um, but, you know, we were talking about if uh, if you could go to, like, the Revolutionary War with an AR or, like, an M4 or something. E- or even a give war. Them a, give them a lever action. Yeah, even a World War II cowboy gun, anything. And you go give that to somebody from the Revolutionary War that's used to, you know, shoving powder, shoving a bullet shoving a watt, like everything that they've got to shove down this barrel and then pull a, a flintlock back and hope to God it fires. I mean, you got and, and a two-minute bar- mi- two reload yeah. for Stand, one shot. And then standing there it. watching somebody else get theirs done faster and you name it at you. Like, yeah, and then and you, the, hand them, you hand them something that shoots semi-auto or yeah. bolt action, lever action. Yeah. It's a whole new ball game. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's crazy to think of, like, guys that were actually, like, marksmen with those guns because they didn't have they're rifling sm- they're smooth bore. it's just a it's just a met piece of metal that doesn't explode when it gets a lot of pressure and heat on it like it's crazy to me that stuff can be that you know the technology even back then and and the way people you know could you know because I, I consider myself to be pretty decent with a gun you know in certain aspects like like long range with a bolt action rifle 
I'll put my, I'll shoot, I'll shoot with anybody. You know, I'm confident with anybody. But like those guys, I mean, they're you know shooting something that it could go anywhere. You know, but they're able to, you know, they were able to fend for themselves and not die. And it's, it's just, it's amazing to me. But yeah, could you imagine their, their look on their face when, if we had a time machine and went over there with like a 300 blackout and was like, here, try this, you know, that'd be funny. Burn you at the stake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is this witchery? <laughs> yeah. They'd, they, yeah, they'd get mad at you for having the technology, but yeah, it's a, it's a different world we live in now. You know, you can do a lot of stuff with a lot of guns, different guns, different things. It's, uh, you know, you can make them quiet, you know, quiet pews. Have loud, loud, loud pews. You know, a silence twenty-two. Yes, twenty-twos are probably. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably the most like underrated yet powerful killing gun. Like, if you get shot with, I would rather get shot with like a forty-five <clears throat> or like a three-fifty-seven. Because the twenty on, depends on where you get shot at. Shoulder. We'll just say in the shoulder. I'm taking the twenty-two. I don't know, because a twenty two is liable to go in there and just bounce around, hit a lot more shit, you know? Cause Every, a, a, everybody says that, and there's probably some truth to that if you hit a bone. Yeah. You know, but... At the end of the day, all bullets crumble. Yeah. Mo- well, unless it's a full metal jacket or something that doesn't that doesn't mushroom. I, I, I mean, I would rather hit, get hit by a twenty two because it's not going to have... Near the force. The, the force and yeah. just the... It's most likely not going to come out if it hits something. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that is true. I might be dumb for wanting to get shot by one of them bigger ones. I actually don't want to get shot at all. I'm, Fun I'm, fact. I mean, Fun I'm fact, I don't want to get shot, shot at all yeah, by, anything. by any gun. But I mean, I play airsoft, and that's that's enough for me. Yeah, that is something I, I wish I would have. Do you still play? Yeah, it's just too hot. Where do you play at? Laurel Hill. Still at that yeah. other place? I wanted to go with you back whenever you first started going, and then I realized, like, I can't really run, and I can't really, like, dive and roll. I just got to kind of camp and hide, you know. I, I, I don't run. Oh, I, good. Well, I mean, That's I run enough. a little bit out there, but I just kind of, like, creep around in the woods. I can hold my own for about 30 seconds running, and then what? I got to stop. I'm out. I'm okay. done. One thing I've noticed, though, someone can be wearing what I'm wearing, mm-hmm. and you will not see. If they're not moving, there's a good chance you're not going to see them. Hmm. Have, you, have you seen a dude it's, on, it's like, trippy, uh, dude. Have you seen a dude on TikTok that snipes? Has like Probably like Airsoft Silo stuff. Entertainment or something like that. I don't know. Something. But he's overseas where they like Airsoft Over is in big. Belgium. They do a lot in Belgium and stuff like Dude, that. Dude, some of the stuff they do where it's like a week-long like battle. Like you're like, it's, camping it's at, you're like camping out there and stuff. It's like, whoa. See, the only thing about that that I, I wouldn't like. You don't you have bathrooms. Well, you can't take your, your uh, eye protection off. At all? Yeah. You're out there well, I mean, t- I guess you're, you're not supposed to. You're out there in a tent. So. And, I mean, well, the airsoft BBs can go through tents. Yeah. I mean, they'll embed in your skin. Yeah, you're right. Which, if that happens, someone's shooting way too hot, way too close. Yeah. They're cheating. Dude, I still love the video of that guy in that indoor course. Hey, no full auto, no full auto. That's not full auto. That's not full auto. No, it's this is... a white stream. <laughs> damn, oh, bro. damn, bro. Okay. Okay. That video is amazing. It'll never get old. Oh, no. That and my new favorite video is the one with that kid, and he walks into his room. Hey, Uncle Jarrett from Langston. What's up, Langston? 
But my new favorite TikTok video is that kid that's uh he walks into his room and he's like uh he like looks at the camera and he's like he's like whoa man you're way too close pepper spray and he like sprays I don't know what he sprays but he sprays something on his phone and I, it just like knocks his phone over and like that's the video I don't think I've seen that oh my god look at whenever we get done today I'll show you on my phone because I it's in my recent searches because I had to show somebody the other day too but it it. It's amazing. It is so funny. I, I like it whenever somebody's like, it's like a video of like somebody like, hey babe, what would you do if you were out and a girl hit on you? And it shows that video. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. But but yeah, I uh, man, I hate that. I hate that that audio messed up. But it's uh, it's all good. Luckily, we live right down the road from each other, so we're able to to do it again. I even had my coworker Jonathan take a look at it and. He couldn't figure out why it saved weird or nothing either. So, make sure you don't do that this time. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Because I don't want to have to do it a third time. If it messes up this time, we're just gonna take a break from episode two. Episode two will be next week. <laughs> but uh, somebody say something. Kylie said, "Hey guys, hey Kylie, Kylie what? Seymour." What's up, Kylie? Hey y'all. That's how she starts all of her TikTok videos. I like to give her crap about it. But on a real note, anybody listening to this, go check out The Blonde Barn on Facebook, Instagram, whatever else it's on. She makes the best handmade signs, like the best. I bought my mom and dad one for their anniversary. It just says established in uh, August 30th of 92, I think, 91. I don't remember when they got married. I think it was 91. Um, And then I got when my grandmother passed away. I got her one, uh, she can do like a voice memo, so you just send her a, a uh, like voicemail. An audio clip. Yeah, and it makes a makes a uh, QR code that you scan, and it takes you to the voicemail. And so my mom has one on her, uh, on a sign that is just like my grandma calling her, asking her where she was, because uh, my grandmother and my aunt were doing something, and she was supposed to go over there, and it just says something like that, and then at the end it's like, love you. And so uh, I got her to make that and and then, like, a part of the voicemail in, in it. But she makes the best homemade signs down, down like, hands down. No, Nobody makes them better. And I've seen it firsthand how she makes them, and it is 100% handmade. This girl works her butt off week in and week out to make these signs, and she is doing very well for herself with it. So... She said, thank you. You're so sweet. You're welcome. Don't say I never did anything for you. All seven <laughs> people watching. All seven people watching. Go check it out. You've been told. Yeah. Hopefully this podcast will get out and be a little bit bigger than the last one. Hopefully it just keeps climbing, man. It's it's going good. I'm beyond blessed with the feedback and, and the posit- positive vibes I've been getting and everybody willing to help and step up and you know buy merch and support. Um, it's definitely... Definitely taken off and done better than I thought it would. Um, I mean, people are wanting and ordering. Uh, people are ordering stuff and wanting stuff faster than I can get it made. And I, uh, I have it uh, scheduled to get some estimates for stuff, and it's just you know slow. Everybody else is busy, and I mean, it's just I'm I'm trying to get <laughs> trying to get a lot of stuff. So I do have some big news. I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast just because. This podcast was technically supposed to be Saturday, and I went and did something Sunday that was really fun and and had a lot of cool stuff going on. 
So I'm going to talk about that in the next podcast, so make sure you tune into that one um, so you can hear about that. It's it's some really big stuff, some really big plans for the AYA stuff, and um, hopefully hopefully all this goes well and continues growing. Man, it, it's, it's already done way better than I thought it would. Everybody loves the idea of it, um, and I just hope to keep growing and expanding, so... And I hope the, you know, people that are willing to help will, you know, stick around and continue pushing me forward. I can't do it without y'all. So I appreciate everybody. I appreciate uh, all the the love and the the support and the feedback. So the small town has definitely taken care of this small town boy. So, you know, it's it's, uh, going good. I'm looking forward to rolling it into hunting season and and doing doing a little bit more and and getting a little bit bigger. So you got anything else you want to add? I just hope it takes off for you, man. I do, too. I just hope I don't get so famous I can't ever talk to y'all no more. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> no, I think you'll. I think you'll make time. No, yeah. I'm, I've never, uh, well, I've never been famous, you'll, so I don't know I don't know what I well, would do. But famous overnight like Oliver Anthony and turned down an $8 million contract. That was the most mic drop like, badass moment ever. He doesn't want to play stadiums. He just He no. just wants to play his shows in Virginia. Yeah, and and what I love if about you it see is, him, come see him. yeah, oh, I would, I would love to go there. I, I would love one, I w- to I would just love him. to go to Virginia, and and it's beautiful up there. But two, that dude, like, I, I'll be honest, on the way to Came work, out of nowhere, on the way to work this morning, I, uh, I finished uh, the newest episode of the Maggie Williams podcast, um, and after that, I was like, man, I don't know what I want to listen to. I got twenty minutes left to drive into work, and. First thing that came to mind, I saw somebody put it on their story. Uh, they were listening to that song, and I was like, "Yep, I'm going to listen to the Richmond." Yep, and I'm talking about. I thought my vocal cords were going to rip out of my throat. I was singing at the top of my lungs, and I have a bad habit of thinking I sound really good in the truck when the music's cranked up with me. I mean, I think everybody does. Yeah, if you don't, you're not singing right, no. <laughs> and you're not listening to the right music. But yeah, I was jamming. I'm talking about jamming. And uh, it was uh, it was good. That song is amazing. And I've listened to some of his other songs. Some of his uh, other stuff's good too. Di- I think ain't got a dime. Ain't, ain't got a dollar. Ain't got a dollar. That yeah. that one's really good. That one's good. And, uh, uh, gotta get sober. Gotta. Oh, that one was so good. That one caught me off, caught me off guard because I listen to Spotify and Spotify, I, you know, tracks your listening habits and will make a playlist for you. So when I click Richmond North of Richmond, it'll play. You know some Colby Cooper and some other guys and go through this and that, but then it eventually gets back to him, and that one popped up the other day, and I was like, whoa, this is a good song. What's the TikTok saying? Brandon Schultz, need to come to Louisiana to hunt. And then after that, he said, got his got my first gig coming up soon. Going to be singing for 100 people. Congratulations, Brandon is? Man. Brandon Schultz. Why didn't you tell me this sooner, dude? Congratulations, man. Yeah. Congrats. He can't, dude, he, every day me and him send each other singing videos because uh, we Snapchat every day. Me and him are really close. And, uh, man, some songs that he that he picks to sing, like, you know, again, you know, we're singing in the truck and whatnot, but that dude right there can, can sing. And uh, I think if he keeps at it, I mean, it could, <clears throat> could eventually do something for him. And uh, he's really good. Definitely let me know when that is. If I'm not busy or I'm able to, I might try to sneak out to old Louisiana and come hear you sing. And I'll definitely take you up on the hunting, especially now that i got a boat. I'll come out there and 
run some bayous with you. I actually don't know. I'll have to check with you and make sure my boat's legal to bring out there. So, a lot of those places, the my motor's too big. So. I had no idea laws like that existed. Listening oh, to the dude. last podcast, had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, super strict. Super strict. And I think it's all safety because, oh, like, I said, be. like I said in that last podcast, is, you know, I've personally never been a part of it, and I've personally never seen it in person. But watching videos and hearing people talk about the way these WMAs are, the wildlife management areas are, when those, like, it's time to be able to leave the boat ramp. And, I mean, like, I've heard in Arkansas, like, opening day of duck season on public land, you better camp at the boat ramp if you want a half-decent spot. You better be there the night before the night of opener <laughs> if you want a really good spot. And it's just, I mean, just the boat ramp and the whole road leaving the boat ramp is full of trucks and boats. And they're all loading up. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, they normally have game wardens at all their boat ramps to, like, guide people out, tell them when they I mean, can with go. that many people there. It's almost like a bass tournament. Like, have you ever seen people, uh, like a, like an MLF or a Bassmaster Classic or whatever, when all the boats, they have their number drawn and they announce when they can leave. So they break the boats up so you're not, you know, all on top of each 20, other. 40 boats leaving at the same time. You know, that's how accidents happen. And it's unneeded accidents that, that can turn very bad, you know. So a big thing in, uh, like, those marshes, those WMAs and whatnot, they, they limit the motor to 25 horse. It's the first weekend in October. It's the first weekend of October for squirrel season. What? His gig. Oh, you pl- you playing open? You playing a gig for opening day of squirrel season? Squirrel hunting's that big in Louisiana? Apparently. Hell yeah! Y'all got like a hell we killed like a squirrel festival or something. <laughs> when when the squirrels chewed the camper, we killed like like thirty three squirrels. So my nephews got real big into squirrel hunting this past year, and like down here, what's he I, hunt with? They hunt with their little pellet rifles, just See, a like just it. like a gamma. Or it's not a gamma, but it's just a. I like shooting them with a shotgun. I like shooting them with a twenty two. The only thing with that, and I'm not saying that I'm. I like, like it. I mean, I like doing it. You got to be patient. You got to be patient. You got to make sure your shots are good because destroy them. Well, that and if you miss with a, a twenty two, travel so far. If you're not hitting them squirrels, I mean that twenty two is liable to go three four miles. You know, a twenty two travels, maybe two. Maybe a mile. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, it travels, you know. So you just got to be careful with them. That's why we've always just used like 20 gauges or pellet rifles or something. Um, But, man, them squirrels are tough. I went with them one afternoon, and uh, we shot a squirrel like four times with a pellet rifle, and it finally fell out of the tree, and then we had to finish it off with another one. Well, we ended up making squirrel dumplings. And I remember watching Duck Dynasty a long time ago, and they'd be talking about eating squirrel. squirrel brains. I would have never thought I'd have ever ate any squirrel. No, brains, meat, nothing. That was some of the best dumplings I've ever had. Squirrel dumplings. Did you boil them? Yeah, yeah. Dad, dad. They cleaned them, brought them to dad, and dad boiled them. And uh, you gotta boil them. Yeah, well, he boiled them and then picked them. You if, know, if you don't boil them. They're really tough. Only thing I didn't like, like though, if you fry them. You gotta boil them first, or they're just yeah. just too tough. Hmm. I didn't know that. I wonder if they, I wonder if you could do that with wild turkey, because wild turkey can be pretty tough too. I mean, it probably helped. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that squirrel dumplings was good. But the only downfall was that meat's got a lot of bones in it. 
Like, if you're not careful, I mean, you're liable to swallow a couple bones. So, I mean, you're not getting a lot of meat. You mostly get it from the arms. Yeah, you got to kill. I think they killed three. And when I tell you, you had to dig for meat in those dumplings. You had to show enough dig. It was tough to find. It wasn't like no chicken and dumplings with some big pieces. I tell you what, is it, what else is really good? Mm-hmm. Those little brown rabbits. I never ate no rabbit. Oh, man. You talking about like just the ones that like hang the around little, gardens? The little, the little brown bunny yeah, rabbits yeah. you see running around. I've always wanted to try them. Just cause I've always heard rabbits good. They're good fried. Hmm. They're really Anything's good. good fried almost. There's a couple things that ain't. But and it, normally you can get a good many. shot because they'll just look at you. Yeah, they'll just kind of stand there. They'll, they'll, they'll freeze like a deer in a headlight. Mm-hmm. Something I've, I've I've never tried, and it would probably take some convincing to try it, but I know a lot of people eat it, and a lot of people find it like a delicacy, and like a like it's been in their family, they've always ate it, and that's turtle. Like, I know a lot of people that eat a like turtle soup and stuff. Ago we've had a soft shell turtle. Yep, that's that's the one. I think that but might it's be been, a, It's been a long time. That might be illegal. You might not want to say that again. I think it might be illegal to eat those now. Like I said, it's been a long time. Yeah, oh, we'll leave it at that. Anyway, yeah, but like just turtle soup or... Uh, can't eat gophers. Dude, you can't touch gopher tortoises. That's like... It's a fine. A big fine. Yeah, it's like, I think $2,500 just to touch them. Like, I'm talking about like a finger on their back, <laughs> touch them. And we have a lot of them around here. Dude, I dude, mean, a lot. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. The soil around here is like, it's they sand. love it so much. Yep. I'll be honest with you. When I was younger... Like, just old enough to, like, probably, like, 12, 12, 13. I didn't know what a gopher tortoise was. I didn't. I couldn't tell it from a turtle. From you a know? box turtle. Yeah. Well, I was up here where we're at right now with my sister-in-law, or my sister and brother-in-laws, and I saw this turtle in the yard. And I was like, oh, crap. That thing's a long way away from water. Like, it needs water. Oh, man. I picked it up, put it on the side-by-side with me, and I drove down to the creek. Again, I'm like 12. I don't know what this is. I just know it looks like a turtle. It's got to be a turtle, and it needs water. It doesn't have any water. I've got it over the edge of the bridge at the creek, about to let this sucker go, and my sister comes running down the road. And you know how far it is from their driveway to the bridge. It's at least 200 yards. Two, 250. She's sprinting, screaming. All I hear is her screaming, don't throw it in the water. I was like, what is she talking about? I was about to go. She yells it again. So I grab it. I'm just holding it. She runs all the way down there. And she's like, that's a gopher tortoise. They don't swim. It'll just sink and just die. I was like, oh, this is the one that you're not supposed to touch, ain't it? She's like, yeah, go put it back wherever you found it. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So I took it back. I brought it back up here, and I put it back. But I know what they look like now. And, you know, if you see a turtle in the middle of sand, you know, hundreds of yards away from water. It's supposed to be there. Yeah, it's probably a gopher tortoise, tortoise. And you can actually get paid to let them live on your property because they're endangered. And they, they want safe habitats for them. So if, if I think the forestry comes out and does like a survey on your property, and if it looks like it can be done and you're willing to let them import them, they'll, they'll pay you like monthly. My granddad's got like eight on yeah. a food plot. Yeah, they're awesome. They look cool too. We got, and one, I mean, they're we just got like, one out there with three legs. Space of the front leg wonder what happened to him. Probably a coyote. That or y'all caught him with a dang disc, you know? I'm just kidding. Nah. No, that would have messed him up way more than just a leg. <laughs> Especially because y'all got some bigger equipment, so. 
Or do y'all do y'all use a little disc? Because remember, y- y'all have the same I mean, tractor we do. Yeah, the the orange the, one? that on that like old Kubota. Kubota. Yeah, just a regular disc. Pull behind that. Okay. Nothing crazy. Yeah, that's all we use. We used to have a. My brother in laws actually got it now, but we used to have a big John Deere with like a fourteen foot disc on it. But it was so big, like most of the places that we needed to plant, it was overkill. It, it couldn't even fit in there. So, what what we had on likes? Four point five. Hey, that's not bad for just a pretty good. That's not bad for just a Monday night shabadoo, you know. That's pretty good. I I like that. I I like how the lives have been going. They're they're going good. Um, I know I can make money off of them, but I'm not really worried about that right now. I just I, I just like the engagement earlier. They did. I'm gonna have to look into that. A cowboy hat mustache, I think, is one of them. I don't I think know. We're a little far from the camera for it to show up on us. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's actually. Because like, I saw. It I think for, it's. I, saw I think it it's a, a filter. Yeah. yeah, I saw it for a split second on me, but. Yeah, I think it's actually like a almost like a Snapchat filter. Like it'll pop up on you. But yeah, we're a little far away. But I can't figure out how to make it. Like, I mean, that's not super far away, and it barely has us in it. You know. I don't know if I need to turn the camera around and try to hit a wide angle. And bring it closer at ultra wide. I don't know if TikTok lets you ultra wide, though. I don't know. I have to try that out on the next one. We're watching it right here. Yeah, that and that would work if, if I set that one up to face us, like normal camera, and then you just watch it over there as long as we're in view and everything's going good. But, yeah, that's a uh, – yeah, never ate turtle. I probably will. I like eating things, if y'all can't tell. <laughs> so, big eater. Picky eater, but big eater. I eat a lot of what I like, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing a lot of videos and stuff coming up. I know Saturday when we did uh, the other podcast, we talked a little bit about camping. That's something I'm really excited about. Uh, ready for it to come back around because it's so dang hot right now. You can't go, you know. I mean, you can. I, I, like, I love camping when it's cold. Me too. Like I like want to thirty degrees. Yes. In a tent with a sleeping bag. Yes. Sleeping bag. I've got a cot, and I'm about to get a nicer one. I'll sell you mine if you want. I'll I give a, you mine. I, I've got a cot. Okay. I was gonna say I'll give you mine if you want it. It's king size. You'd sink in it. This is just a little. Nah. Like two, three foot wide. That's about what mine is, but it's like 72 inches long. I'm not that tall. I know. I'm short. But it would be plenty for you. But I found one on Amazon that's got a built-on, like, mattress. And it costs, like, the exact same as my other one. I found out the hard way. Don't just... Uh-oh. Low battery. My phone's dying. Uh-oh. It will pause during low battery. Yeah. Continue telling your story. I'm about to okay, so clear that. Just I keep out, talking. I found out the hard way about uh, sleeping on a cot, just laying directly on the cot when it's cold. The underneath gets really cold because it's a really thin layer of material you're laying on. So, uh, you know, put something down on the cot before you lay on it, preferably like two layers. That was not a cold night. I ended up in the truck. Yeah. I was cold. Yeah, I've had a, uh, I've had one night that was kind of cold, but it wasn't bad. I didn't have a cot, so I was sleeping on the ground. But I, uh, I definitely am up, upping my uh, camping game this year. So I bought a 
like a four-person tent, which is like a person and a half tent for me. Blake owes me a tent. Oh God, this—that's a—I know that's a funny story because if Blake really. owes—if Blake owes anybody anything, it was either because he got mad or because an accident happened. Did he throw a? Mar- did he catch on fire with a marshmallow? No, I think about stuff. Okay. Although talking about what we were talking about in the beginning, we do have some really good stories. We do. Nothing. Nothing will beat Lane with that Nerf gun. Manhunt. He tripped. Oh yeah. Nothing will beat that. That was. Dude, that was hilarious. That me trying to take Gary's head off with a shovel because I thought he was hiding in the bush and who, I was scared. Uh, who clotheslined themselves? That was also me. No, well. I thought it was Justin. Uh-uh. So I hit, you know that, y'all have that, like. The arbor? With the, the arbor. Yeah. That I hit that one day. We were playing Manhunt. Yeah, and I ran into it. it. So that was me. And then I think Cody did something one time, too. I don't remember what it was, but I oh, think yeah. he, he did something, too. But, yeah, we had some good times back then, back when we were in school. But you, we got we got to tell the story about Lane. What? Tripping. You tell it. Because you obviously no, remember. You know, you, no. I forget exactly where he was running in the yard. I don't know if he was running down there from where the shop is. That I don't remember it, it exactly. Was in the yard. Like in the front yard, we have this little hump of dirt Yeah, where this where the arbor is that you ran into. Yep. Oh, I know the hump of dirt. And it's dark. We're out there playing. Lane's got a Nerf gun, like a Nerf gun rifle. I was going to say, he had a, like a big Nerf gun. Yeah. He sees somebody. He takes off running. Oh, I do remember. And the floodlights are on. Yeah. So he can't, you mean? You can kind of see, but not really. So he's running, and he hits his hump. He doesn't, you know, he's not expecting it. Yeah. And Lane, he just rolls. Hits and just rolls. And for anybody that doesn't know our good friend Lane, he will be on this podcast eventually. I I just got to get him on here just because. And you'll know why whenever you see him. I'm just going to leave it at that. Lane's great. Lane is great. Lane's a great guy. Great guy. We give him way more crap than he deserves, but he takes it like a champ. So. Rages at Call of Duty. Oh, my God. I I got to where I – there for a while I couldn't play with him. He got so – he'd get so angry. He's always he's always the last one alive in Search and Destroy. And he's the worst one. I know. Blake's out I don't know. taking out 90% of the team. Yeah, Blake will drop, you know, 20. 30 kills in Search and Destroy and have, you know, two deaths. Lane will have – 30 deaths and two kills, but somehow always be the last one alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Lane gets lucky. Very lucky. And I got to say, Blake is, he's ridiculously good at Call of Duty. He is. He is. If I had any friend that I could sponsor to go pro, like I just had the money to sponsor, it would be him. Because I know he can make my investment back. Blake's good. Him or Justin Simmons. He ain't I hadn't ba- seen he him ain't, play in a while. He ain't bad. But, no, but Blake, Blake is... Blake, Blake, so, Blake snipes. He's yeah, a sniper. For anybody that doesn't know Call of Duty, and we're going to nerd out for a second. Oh, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know Call of Duty, doesn't play Call of Duty, you have classes, so different guns that you can pick from. Every single one of Blake's classes is a different sniper rifle. Or it's the, or or it's the same, just with different attachments. Different attachments, different perks. Yeah, so he's got his like quick scoping one. He's got but, his quick quick scoping one. Like, and, and and he just or he runs two snipers. 
Yeah, just dual wielding snipers. Snipers out. It, here. It's either two snipers or it's one sniper and a knife. Yeah. Movement speed, man. You got to beat them to the. Yeah. You got to beat them to the lanes. He's ridiculous. But yes, we Blake, had a lot of good times back then. Blake's great. If he's still listening, you're great. Anybody say anything? How many viewers we got? Five. Heyo. Representing for the eight five zero. Yeah, no, uh, we definitely had some good times back then. It was it was fun. I remember one time me and Blake, yeah, I think it was me and Blake, tried to go hunting down there. Y'all had that shooting house right behind the house, right behind your dad's shop. Yeah, it's still there. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, we tried to go in there, and it was cold, man. I'm talking about cold. I don't I don't even remember how cold it was. I just know it was cold. Like I I was dying, and uh, we slipped back off in there, and we had a. Or Blake was like, yeah, there's a heater in there. We'll be fine. It was one of those little green bottle burners. Little green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got in there, and the bottle was empty. And we're sitting there, and we're shivering. And uh, I remember, I, ha- I think I had my range finder set up on the, like, right at the window. And Blake, like, went to put the gun up out the window. Like, there wasn't anything down there, but he just went to put the gun out the window. It was your dad's old lever action. They're all old, dude. We- We've killed more deer with that thirty thirty than anything else. Yep, that old lever action with that little like five power scope on it. Yeah. That thing's been dropped out of the deer stand and it's still. Oh, I on. bet. Like whatever that scope is, is a good one. Yeah, so he stuck that thing out the window, and I guess just that little bit of vibration made that rangefinder fall off. And whenever it did, it made the loudest clank, clunk, clank, pow, bam, boom, bam. I looked at Blake. I was like, I think we should just go back to the house. We hadn't been in the stand for an hour. I mean, it was probably four fifteen. I mean, you still got a good hour. Time. I'm talking about a good hour of hunting, like not just good daylight. Like I'm talking about, that's the best time to be in the stand. Time goes by slow when you're miserable. Yes, especially yes. when you're cold. Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, I can remember, you know, hunting back in high school. Whenever, or actually, it was like middle school. Whenever we had those ice days. And they they shut all the schools down in Florida because we don't know what to do when ice hits the ground. And uh, people don't know what what to do when it rains. Rains, in Florida. yeah. But uh, those ice storms hitting, man. My the what is that? Oh, I thought it. I thought Dylan Harrison says I'm next. No, you're not, Dylan. You're not. You're not getting on the podcast. Lane, I can't. Lane, I can't. Lane Huckle is in here. Oh, Lane. What's up, Lane? That's not the lane we were talking about, by the way. No, this is different. Yeah, different, different lane. Different lane. Uh, but, but no, uh, Dylan, you're not next. Yeah, no, you're not next, Dylan. Sorry. But uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, cold. The ice came, and and in, in my head, the deer hunter of me of me was like, man, really cold. Got to go hunting. They're moving. Mm-mm. That's not the case. The deer don't want to be cold either. They're not going to move. You know, and that's something that I've learned too over the years. Um, talking with you know the old timers, I guess you could say, people that have that have hunted a long time. They, uh, you know, when it's really really hot, deer don't want to move. When it's really really cold, the deer don't want to move. You know, there's certain temperatures that are just pristine moving times, and 15 degrees with ice on the ground is apparently not one of them. Because I remember I walked to the tree stand crunch, that morning. Crunch, crunch, yeah, crunch. that crunching. But from the friction of my boots on the ice walking to the stand, it warmed the bottom of my boots up, I guess. 
and I get up in the stand and I wipe some ice off of the seat and whatever and I get sat down and I'm sitting there and I got my boots on the platform and I sat there for about 30 minutes without moving any you know I, I can't sit still a long time I gotta eventually move my knees start you know aching up and whatnot and uh I'm sitting there and I gotta move my feet and I can't move them I was like what the heck finally I like yank and whenever I do it like pulled a sheet of ice up off of the the platform and it was because those boots were warm it slightly melted the ice and then it refroze because it was so cold and so my boots were just covered in ice on the bottom and I was like this is miserable so I got down I ended up driving to the killing field which is just a big field that we long range hunt and I killed a doe there the night before and I'm in my head again I'm telling myself the deer got to be moving you know and luckily I went in there and there was a couple does in there and it was just so happened to be doe days and I was like yep that doe's getting shot i propped up on a tree and 380 yards i smoked one so they did move a little bit but not as much as you'd think i mean when it's real real cold and real real hot they're not you know it's the same thing to them they're not going to move they're going to hunker down until it's comfortable till they have to you know they're going to wait until you know they're forced to get out and find food or water they're going to wait till it's you know just too dark for you to shoot them yeah that's really when they're going to wait you know that big buck comes strolling in right there about time you, you know, your your lights on your side on your bow get too dim or the scope can't take up enough sun sunlight to, you know, see. That's when they'll walk out. But Well, how's the TikTok doing over there? We got four people. I'm one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting that you're watching it over there, so. Dylan said that's whack. It's not whack. I have my reasons. You're boring. Uh, well, that's, I mean, we can use that as the reason. That's not the reason, <laughs> but we'll use that. But that's the nice way of saying it. But, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up here. It was cool, cool sitting down and talking again. Um, this one's a little bit shorter than the other one. We talked for two hours Saturday. That was going to be a long podcast. This one, we're at an hour and 25, 26 right now. So. That's not bad. Not too bad, a little shorter than last week. So, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting this one aired out. What time is it? Eight, eight eleven. Eight eleven. Cool. I got time to go go upload this sucker. So, you yeah, we're going. Huh? Probably can eat dinner. Or y'all eat? I don't know. I heard you saying something about onions earlier. Oh, that's that's something I wanted. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I'm not a big onion guy. I'm not either, but. My coworker's girlfriend got me hooked on cocktail onions. On what? They're little white onions and they're pickled. Ooh. They are good. Let me tell you something that is an amazing snack. We're about to talk for another 30 minutes probably. But, <laughs> nah, just kidding. We are about to wrap up. But real quick, an amazing snack. And my dad got me on these because he used to, back whenever he'd hang out with his buddies, they'd drink beer and, you know, have cookouts or whatever. My dad wasn't really a sports guy back then, so they would just have cookouts just to have cookouts. Well, one of the snacks they would have, like, beforehand, they would just buy a jar of pepperoncinis, which is what you get in, like, a Papa John's box. And, man, at first I was like, no, that's nasty. Like, I'm not eating those. Like, I, I don't like eating raw pepper, raw onion, nothing. Like, if it's in something mixed in or pepper sauce, something like that, I'll eat it. But, like, I can't just pick one up and just honk and eat it. But, man... A jar of pepperoncinis is in trouble if I walk in. And they are, oh, my God, they're good. They're full of juice. Oh, they're just good. They're so good. So I'm sure that's kind of how you are with those they little onions. They're cold, though. 
Yes, we we keep ours in the fridge. They're not something that sit on the counter and you just walk by and grab one. You got to dig out of the fridge, you know. And we have a big jar, like a big jar. I think they're Mount Olive too. Same ones that make the. I think that's who makes it, like the pickles and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate everybody for joining in um, on the TikTok live and just you know streaming the podcast. Make sure to give it five stars, follow the podcast, share it. Um, again, I appreciate the support from everybody. Appreciate Christian for joining me this evening. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll do it again. Um, but yeah, again, I just I appreciate everything that everybody's doing, and and pretty soon I'll uh, I'll have some some big stuff happening. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that next week with my boss um, whenever he's on here. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, we're uh, we're not too far from starting doing some hunting, so I'm looking he's forward prepping, to prepping for hunting season. Yeah, I get mean, I, I've got to do stuff. I just bush hogged one, and I got to disc it and get start getting it ready. It's it's too hot right now to disc and plant, but at least you can get it cut up and ready. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff I got to do. I got to get some tree stands hung and get some spots set up for my nephew to film for me. Wait so for it to cool down, absolutely. Because when it's 110 degree index. You ain't going to find me doing a whole lot of anything. I'm going to be sitting in the AC somewhere. You'll find me somewhere in the city playing a poop. Yeah. If you're ever driving through Crestview and you see somebody in a manhole, it's liable to be Christian playing in poop. It's, it's probably going to be me. It probably will be him because he's, be he's tiny. It's not going to be Tim. He's he's Tim's a big man. No, Tim's just old. Tim's old. Can't get in manhole. He's done his time. He sits. He operates a tractor and sits in the truck. How long has he been in the city? Over 30 years. Oh, yeah. You don't get in a manhole when you've been there 30 years. No. Unless somebody doesn't know what they're doing and they have to. But Well, I don't know what I'm doing the first time I got it when he said get down there. Okay, I got there down you there. Go. There you go. So, yeah, if you see a man in a manhole, it's probably Christian here. Well, so. she'd be climbing out of it. Yeah, climbing out of it. You won't see him in it. But All right, well, we're going to wrap it up right at an hour and 30 minutes. I hope everybody has a great rest of their week, and God bless.